Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Girl Techno Podcast. I am your host, Shawnee Sanders, and today we get to talk to truly a fashion icon, Diana Nguyen. She is the founder and CEO of Madison Savi, which is a beautiful fashion line for women that produces suits and beautiful blazers. And we get to really hear the story behind her brand. We get to talk about what inspired her to start Madison Savi. Also, we get to talk about her personal story of empowering women to feel bold, confident, and beautiful with her stylish suits and blazers. Diana's story is so amazing. You're going to listen to her triumphs. You get to hear how she overcame those challenges. You get to talk about, we get to talk about so many things in terms of her entrepreneur journey so that you could be inspired along your journey also. So without further ado, grab your headphones, of course, get yourself in a cozy seat, a comfy chair if you're watching, and make sure you take note of the story of Diana Nguyen right here on a Girl Techno podcast. Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of the Girl Take No Podcast, a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Now let's get into today's episode. Oh, hey, Diane. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. I'm excited to learn more about the business. So before we jump into any questions, let's get the story behind the brand. Tell me what inspired you to start Madison Savi. Um, so, so, <laughs> so with Madison Savile, um, I actually, uh, it's more than just a fashion brand. Uh, yeah. There is actually many layers to why I started Madison Savile. And mm-hmm. it's because one, I love, I love a good blazer. Yes. Uh, two, I love what it stands for. So you're talking with different psychologists, learning about how a blazer, how it's structured, it actually really changes your mindset and gives mm-hmm. you that confidence uh, that you need uh, because of how it is made. Uh, mm-hmm. And it actually, from talking to a psychologist, it's because of the structure of the blazer. It gives you that structure when you wear it and you feel more confidence in in your day. So that's the other one. I love, again, I love blazers. I love the whole James Bond GQ and I want that for us. (laughs) And I always say it, I want uh, the female version of James Bond, not James Bond's girlfriend. They're very Mm -hmm. different. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then just really the purpose uh, all encompassing that is wanting to make more of an impact and inspire and encourage and motivate and be on the journey with women. I mm-hmm. grew up 
Um, my mom was a single mom. My grandmother had 14 kids. <laughs> oh, wow. So I have a lot of aunts. Um, yes. So aunts and seeing my gr- grandmother just raise 14 kids because my grandfather um, was out, you know, he worked uh, in Vietnam, boating, mm-hmm. shipping. So he was gone a lot. So with my mother and 14 kids, or my grandmother and 14 kids the whole time. And then he yeah. passed away. Um, way before I was born. And so my grandmother was the one leading the family and then my mom, single mom and my aunts. And this all in turn, just kind of, it, it led me to the purpose of Madison Savile and why I named it Madison Savile. So mm-hmm. Savile is for Savile Row. And mm-hmm. for those that don't know, it's, um, a very well-known street in London known for its bespoke suiting for men. Oh, uh, Savile Row. Yeah. And then Madison actually means gift of God and warrior. Mm, and I like this that. ties into the tagline for us is armoring you from the outside with our blazers and mm-hmm. building you up from the inside. And that's just, you know, from my, from my childhood growing up and seeing the, just the resilience and the perseverance and of these just women in my life, um, that no matter all the challenges and the hats that you wear, you make it work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do and we. Even, even more so today in this modern day world, you, as you know, just women wear so many hats and, yeah, we do. and career women, mothers, wives, daughters, aunts, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us as Madison Savile, we're again, going back to what I said earlier, we're not just a fashion brand. You want to be on the journey with you. And mm. so the blazer is just a vehicle. Um, to so much more that I want that I see Madison Savile will grow into. And that's, you know, investing in other women businesses. And mm-hmm. right now we have a portion of our proceeds go towards charities that support and empower women and young girls. Um, and then even just our community involvement. I'm the chair of the Women's Business Network of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then our blazers. Um, are designed to inspire and encourage you. So every blazer has uh, words of affirmation on the inside. And that's um, so cool. (laughs) (laughs) What I mean, everything we do is about you and being on the journey with you. That comes down to even the design of our blazers. And so our first collection have the words unstoppable and fierce Mm -hmm. on the inside. And I can't tell you, just how many customers would message us and and tell us like how that just that that message for them that they can see help encourage them in a networking event to you know get out of their you know comfort zone or someone that just needed encouragement um, that's actually going through cancer uh, mm-hmm. for example and just those hearing those messages and how just how we've designed our blazers and how we have created this company really for that purpose, um, really inspires me and keeps me going as an entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) I know it does. You know, there's nothing like a good blazer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing like when you can find a well-fitted blazer, nothing too boxy, but when it's something that fits you well, you do feel powerful and you do feel fierce in it. Yes, absolutely. I just, I mean, coming from... 15 plus years in corporate, I came Mm -hmm. from a finance tech background and, uh, I love, like I said, I love a good blazer and I was surrounded by women that also love a good blazer, but we Mm -hmm. ran into a lot of 
you know, the challenges that you come across, I get distracted easily by my clothes. So if I'm uncomfortable, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what I feel. <laughs> and then the older I get, the more I value comfort. And yes. so for me, it was very important to make a blazer structured and chic and sleek, but mm-hmm. also feel comfortable. And so we have designer blazers to actually feel like a sweater or like you're wearing pajamas. And especially after COVID is very important. Yes, <laughs> it is. It looks like a blazer. And so that's one of just, you know, many things that I have designed this blazer to be for women today. So was entrepreneurship always in your trajectory or was it just something you kind of like fell into? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's more of uh, a journey to get to, I guess. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you a little background. Uh, so I started, I have an accounting and marketing uh, degree. Mm-hmm. And when I started accounting, I always knew that I never wanted to make a career out of it, actually. Since you already knew. I'm like, I already knew, but you know, my, my stepdad was very strict. I was the oldest of three girls. It's it's when I, I really love marketing. I love business generally, like in Mm -hmm. general and marketing particularly, but he was just like, marketing is not a job. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's like, you're doing accounting. And I'm like, okay. So it was already dictated to me at that time. And so I did it. I graduated with a degree. I got hired at a big four firm. I did that. I worked at Microsoft, all of that mm-hmm. for 15 plus years. But I always knew, like I was saying um, earlier, that this is not for me forever. And there was yeah. always this thing inside me calling me to do more, to make more mm-hmm. of an impact. And it got louder as I got older. And I just couldn't ignore it. And plus, you know, it felt like I love the people I worked with, everything. Um, but, you know, it got to the point where every day that I went to work, there was just, this teardrop. <laughs> oh, God. Down so many people can relate to that. So many. <laughs> because, I mean, it felt like it was just sucking the life out of me, my soul, you know, because yes. it's not your purpose. You know, you're meant to do something else and you're forcing yourself to be on this path. Mm-hmm. And the entrepreneurial part came in because then I brought in a couple of um, career coaches mm-hmm. with very, very different methods. One, is a neuroscientist. And then the other one is a, a spiritual coach. She used to be mm-hmm. a pastor. So different methods, but both came to the same conclusion. And that is your, you are to be an entrepreneur with all the skill sets and, and your mm-hmm. psychology and everything. My personality, it's an entrepreneur. I'm like, okay, great. Of what? <laughs> <laughs> so That's the key. Okay. Doing now? Yeah. <laughs> like that's great. You know what? Um, and that that is a journey in itself. And I that's why I always tell people it doesn't matter how old you are, where you are in your life. Yeah, you can always start this journey. And mm-hmm. you rather die knowing that you tried and answering all the what ifs than dying or on your deathbed going, I wish. Yes. So that kind of started my journey. I'm like, okay, now, okay, entrepreneur, what does that mean? Um, and so I thought about what are all the things I love? And at that time, I really loved wine, Shawnee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? And I was like, well, maybe I should be in the wine industry and be like uh, a wine distributor 
or mm-hmm. have my own vineyard. And so where I tell people, like, just try, you know, just yeah. small steps. And so at that time, I had, I really loved. I'm sorry about the dog. <laughs> oh, all good. All good. Um, I really loved this wine when I was living in Seattle. And I went to that winery and I asked um, the owner, I'm like, do you mind if I, you know, job shadowed you or learn oh, more yeah. about the wine industry? Yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like I was, you know, one of his you know, best customers because of all <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, you know, I went and, um, I went, I did this wine and food festival with him just to see behind the scenes. And I go, after a while, I love drinking wine. I don't think I want to be, you know, spilling wine, distributing yeah. wine, all of that. Cause then yeah. you learn, right. You may think you like something, but then when you try, you're like, okay, maybe not that. And that's what I encourage everyone to do is like, just at least. Yes. You don't know, right? You're not stuck yeah. to it. Um, and then eventually, this eventually led to uh, blazers because of everything I said to you before, me realizing mm-hmm. the fact that I actually, because of how I grew up with all the women in my life, wanting yeah. to impact, wanting to give back, wanting to um, have something like a blazer as a vehicle a powerful vehicle such as yeah. a blazer to do more. So if you think about Amy Kern Lima of It Cosmetics, if you think about um, Sarah Blakely of Spain, mm-hmm. they yeah. started with the one product, but they grew their company to the point where they can give back now. Yes. Um, and that's exactly what I want to do with Madison Savile. Yes, I, I love that. Because I was going to ask that question, like, did you start off in something else before you went to Blazers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to find where do I land here in this entrepreneurial journey here? What's that thing for me? And I, I mean, like I said, I love Blazers. I'm a definitely a fan of good Blazers. I have tons of them in yeah. my closet because I feel like it's always just that staple piece that you can dress it up or dress it down. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so language. Exactly. Like, I love it. And to hear that, you know, you have the words affirmation on the inside. It's like the wearable affirmations for me is so yeah. huge. <laughs> yes. That's the biggest selling point for, for customers, um, especially yeah. in their life. And they're like, I need it. <laughs> yeah. Cause you want to, you want to, you want to wear something out into the world where it speaks to your life. Exactly. <laughs> that's what you want. And you said something that's so important. So many of us that will get into jobs, right? Because one, our parents say, hey, this is where you got to go. Or either society just say, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Yep. And um, and we'll be in those jobs for a long time and we'll be so unhappy. Yeah. So unhappy until we finally get the courage to break free and to really step into I like to say step into our power, but step into our purpose yes. of what we really want to do with our lives. And it's so much more fulfilling, but it's also scary. So I got to ask, were you afraid to take that leap? Oh my gosh. It took me. <laughs> oh, Chani. It, it, I knew you were Diana. I know you. <laughs> it definitely wasn't easy. If anybody said it was easy, I think they're lying, but <laughs> it, it was very difficult. And especially, you know, when you think about, um, how you were raised, your culture, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my family is very, very risk averse. So coming from an immigrant family, it's mm-hmm. scarcity, it's save, 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 you know, yes. having a good, well-paying job with benefits, that's success. And that's the goal. nothing wrong with that. You know, like everybody has their own path and journey and purpose. And that's great for, for a lot of people. 
but there are some people that have a calling Mm -hmm. and I think people should listen to that voice inside of them. And for Mm -hmm. me, um, it was, yes, very, I was, I worked so hard all my life to get to a certain level and I was at that level and it became where budget is not even a word in my vocabulary, but you know, yes. Okay. You know, working in corporate, then becoming a senior manager, leadership, all of that stuff, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I've achieved this success. I am comfortable. Um, and to make this big decision to jump into entrepreneurship where yes. there's a lot of unknowns and you can you just can't predict. Um, and that is very scary. Um, it took a lot of, this is what I always tell people, relationships and entrepreneurship will bring out everything inside you that you need to heal from, work mm-hmm. on, deal with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I went through a lot of that. Um, you know, a lot of like you hear entrepreneurs will say about the self-doubt, the fear, the anxiety, yes. the panic attacks. And I'm not saying that I don't even have them now. I do because mm-hmm. it's just what, but you get better. You know, you, it's practice, you get better, you heal, you, things that used to affect you don't affect you as much or anymore, for example. Um, but yeah, it was definitely when I made that decision, of course, my parents were like, are you crazy? Do you know how many, like what great benefits you have? And I guess to say, like, I, nothing compares to Microsoft benefits. (laughs) Oh, God. I do miss them, Shawnee. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> um, the perks. <laughs> the perks. <laughs> but it is, it's like, it, it, I don't know. I'm sure you maybe heard this before, but it's like the matrix. You know, you're going to take the red pill or the blue pill. And, yeah. and then when you, you're on the other side, it's not pretty. Like an entrepreneur's journey is, is not roses and rainbows the whole time. Mm-hmm. You, you have a lot of things that you have to deal with, and it's so important to have a community of entrepreneurs um, yeah. around you as mentors or as friends, uh, because they will remind you that this is normal. Hey, it's all part of the journey. Because there are days when you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, like this can't be how this is supposed I, to be. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna make it. And then you talk to your entrepreneur friends about it. They've either gone through it, going through it, or like they will help you get back to where you need to be because it's normal. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that because as entrepreneurs, I think the first time we could, we step out, we feel like we have to, we feel like we're solopreneurs. We do it ourselves, right? That we're in this island on our own and nobody understands what we're going through. (laughs) Because, because some of us might not be surrounded by other entrepreneurs. And I think that's a good thing to say is that you were surrounded by other entrepreneurs and being able to have a community of entrepreneurs that you're surrounded by, it does make the journey a little easier, not easier, but it just tells you, like you said, Hey, this is normal. You're not the only person who's doing this. We've all been there. We all have had those years where we struggle, where we were like unsure and doubtful and scared and stepping, just taking each step in fear, but we're taking it anyway. Yeah. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example, right? Why it's so important to have this community of entrepreneurs. And, mm-hmm. uh, because I've, I've noticed, right. If I, I talk to friends in corporate, my family, those that haven't been in entrepreneurship, yeah, they will tell you, I mean, 
why don't you just quit? You know, like, just oh, go God, yes. for it. You know, like it's, it's so hard. Just, you know, do yourself a favor and just go back. So there's a difference. If you talk to an entrepreneur or entrepreneur friends, they're like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? It's normal. This will pass here. Let me, you know, give you some resources or like mm-hmm. connect you with this person to help you out. There is such a big difference. So yes. that's why it's so important to have this group of entrepreneurs because you can relate to each other. You can help each other through the tough times. And let me tell you, there are a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> you never predict what's going to get thrown your way. <laughs> and only entrepreneurs will understand that because I I had a lot of entrepreneur friends um, it, when I lived in Seattle. Now I live in LA. And they would tell you these things. And I would think that I would understand and know, but you know, you don't really know unless mm-hmm. you're in it. And then you go, ah, now I understand. And yes. a lot of my network here in LA are a lot of entrepreneurs because a lot of people have businesses, small businesses, mm-hmm. you know, hustling to, you know, do do their thing. They might even still be at corporate and they're you're, they're launching their company on the side to where yeah. they can yeah. get it to a point that they can quit. So there was a lot of people doing that. And so that's why it's so important to have that community. It's, it, it's definitely important to have that support, that community. And also, you know, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's like when you talked about like that thing just inside of you, like once yeah. I feel like once a seed is planted, <laughs> it's so hard to ignore it. You know what I mean? Like yes. it really is. Once you have something planting you and it's just like that burning desire that you never forget it. And it's like, you can work every day, you can work every day, but you still have this desire to do something more. You don't necessarily know what that is, like you said, but you just have a desire to do something more and feel like, you know, I know I can be doing more in this. I'm not just what, I know that's how I felt. I'm not just this, like I was in tech and I was in product and I'm like, I'm not just this product owner. You know what I mean? I'm not just this person that does this. I'm, I'm so much more than this. And I'm doing this on the side because I love podcasting. I love doing this. I love, you know, doing the stuff that I'm doing. And I'm like, eventually I want to do that. And I, my leap came unintentionally. I got laid off. So I had to take the leap. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, I was forced to. (laughs) I was forced to, you know what I mean? I was trying to have a a better plan, but I'm like, okay, God, maybe you got something different in store for me. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm going to take it and I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear it. And it's not an easy journey. And you do think about, man, that was a big check. I just had got rid of, just lost some, you know, what's going to happen here. Tell me this, because this is something I always want to know. And I ask a few entrepreneurs this, what did it feel like when you first, when you got that first month of sales that you were like, oh my God, this is working. <laughs> well, I say it, it is kind of a reality check. You're like, well, Somebody likes my product. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? Oh my God, nobody likes it. Yeah, you, you just because you're so biased, you're so in the weeds all the time. Yeah, and that you know when someone uh, purchases and sends you a testimonial or without you asking or sends you like this email or message about how much they love it. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like a gift every, every time it happens for some reason, like, Oh, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> you love your bias cause you love your product, but yeah. you know, you've worked so hard to get there because mm-hmm. for me, my journey 
Uh, I mean, every entrepreneur's journey is long. Like you don't, you hear about the successes, but you don't know how many years they've spent, right? Yes. It's that in between. Yes. Between. And that's exactly what happened to me where I spent, I quit and it took so much longer than I thought. um, Yes. And when we were supposed to launch was actually during, like during COVID, that was the planned launch date. And then COVID Mm -hmm. again, things you can't predict. (laughs) Yes. Things Um, you can't predict. Like I said, back in terms of adding two more years until we can actually launch product to sell. Mm -hmm. And so that journey is long. And then when you get there, you know, you still have to pivot because the point is that what I've learned, because I'm, I'm very OCD. I'm perfectionist. I actually Mm -hmm. came from a risk compliance background. That's why it was even more hard to make that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it is, um, it's just, it's launching into something you just don't know. And then you have to pivot the being a perfectionist and wanting it to be X, Y, Z and perfect. You learn along the way as an entrepreneur that you just, you can't do that. You have to get your product to market at some point. And then so you can hear the feedback so you can pivot, so you can refine and then make it better along the way. And that's, you know, something that I am in continuously learning and forcing myself to be like, you just got to go, Diana. <laughs> yes, you do. You just got to, you got to go for it. And I, I, I like it. <laughs> oh my God. The journey of entrepreneurship has been um, an event one for me, you know, very eventful. It's been eventful, but I'm excited about it still um, in terms of like the possibilities and are endless. I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, there's so, so many possibilities. I think when you work for someone, you're kind of limited. In yes. terms of like how far you can go, you're going to go, but so far your salary is going to cap at a certain point. Um, but now I'm like, it's unlimited possibilities. And yeah. I like that idea of unlimited possibilities for me. Yeah. Yes, it is definitely hard to yes. go, you know, in and out. Cause I, I mean, I do that. I, I go in and out in terms of, I do consulting still on the side mm-hmm. and, you know, it's very important to talk about the every entrepreneur's journey is different. It's not like a straight, it's never a no, straight. Path, it's different right? for everybody. It's different for everyone. And so I have friends that, like I said, still have um, their corporate job, building their business on the side. I mm-hmm. have friends that are just fully in their entrepreneur, you know, journey. Um, yeah. And then me kind of, I dip in and out of my consulting if I need to, right? Mm-hmm. If right now we're pivoting um, Madison Savile and working on Madison Savile 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so going back and forth, it just reminds you of what you just said, Shawnee, of, you know, being in corporate and then you're kind of in this box, um, yeah. and you're, you're limited in terms of your ceiling, but then yeah. being an entrepreneur, you have the freedom of your own schedule, um, and the possibilities of what you can build from it and do from it. Yes. And you never know where it's going to lead. And that's, you know, one of the many things that I've learned is that you may set out for it to be, you know, this, but Mm -hmm. then 10 years from now, it might be something completely different that you just didn't even imagine. Um, But it's great. You know, if you think about, uh, what was it? Shopify. Oh, um, yeah. And then you think about Netflix, um, Mm -hmm. Amazon, how they all first started, right? It was just like, it's gonna be books. And then now look at Amazon. <laughs> you see it? I remember getting the Netflix when they came out. You got the the DVDs in yes. the mail. Yes. 
Do you remember? Like it was subscription, but DVDs in the mail. <laughs> That's how we, it was. And you send them back to them. <laughs> and like, then they, they jumped on to the streaming and now mm-hmm. look at where they're at. So you just never know. You really don't. You, you never save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three 49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, body armor, super drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But no, and I think it's something to be said about being able to pivot and not knowing where it yeah. can go. And I think as entrepreneurs, um, we got to have that open mind because sometimes I feel like we can be so dead set on what our business should be and then be afraid to pivot or to think of it yep. might evolve into something else. Exactly. Were you always open to the fact that, hey, this could evolve into something much bigger than what I even imagined? No, no. This was as, <laughs> this was as a, uh, <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. Oh my God, that was such a good answer, Diane. She's like, no, no. <laughs> I, I always knew that it was going to be an impact, like building something bigger in terms of, I didn't, it's not, a, I'm not setting it out to be a boutique. I incorporated yeah. mm-hmm. it as a, an, a corporation because I wanted to be something bigger. Yes. And that's what I always knew, but it was always in my mind blazers, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was probably as of, I mean, as new as this year, Shawnee, to your question mm-hmm. of going, wait, I'm just open to wherever this is going to lead me. And yes. that's the exciting part and being open to that and being open to, you never know who you're going to meet, um, what maybe like eventually products or collaborations you're going to end up doing that's going to lead you to something else or something more. Um, and that's the exciting part. And that was my realization this year. Yes. Of just being open to the journey. And yes, you may be starting off as blazers, but that might turn into something completely different. And I'm really I'm open different. To it. Yes. That's that so awesome. <laughs> but that's but you know what eventually we all have to get to that point yeah you know what I mean yeah. it's like when a brand goes through a rebrand you know people rebrand all the time yes. you know what I mean to the brand and match what they're trying to do so I'm like we always have to be open to that but I could talk to some people who are so dead set on no this is what it is and it's like you got to be open to where it can go <laughs> you never know you I'm never- open to wherever this takes me I don't know where it's gonna go but you know exactly. I'm open to it exactly I, guess I have an idea where I want it to go but who knows yeah. right yeah the world has something different. You know what? There was something you mentioned, and I and I like this quote. It said, impress yourself first and you'll impress the world. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Because I, I really like that quote. Yes. Um, it always starts from, and that's just kind of our philosophy of, you know, helping women to mm-hmm. inspiring the whole, you know, armoring from the outside with our blazers, but building you up from the inside. Yes. So impressing yourself, meaning you need to get to a place of just within your inner mm-hmm. beauty. And that is love yourself, become confident with yourself and your inner child in terms of impressing yourself. Yeah. Is, oh my gosh, you did. You got to look at it in, in the mirror and know, and then you're like, you did a great job. You're phenomenal. You got yourself here. You know, all of these things that you need to tell yourself and know from within how amazing you are. 
That's the impressing yourself. Because when you walk into a room or when you see uh, someone walk into a room and they have that confidence because yes. they express themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, like, they know that they worked hard. They know that they're uh, an amazing, beautiful person from the inside out. All of these things, right? You can name them. Um, and there's this like air to them of when they walk in, you they exude it. You know, yes. it seems like this this energy of of they know, and be, and then there's a difference between that and then someone that comes in and they're not there yet, um, or they're not they're lacking the confidence, mm-hmm. uh, and so you can feel and see the difference, and that's mm-hmm. where the impress yourself first because then you will impress the world, and it all ties together of getting to your getting to a place of confidence and believing in yourself and trusting yourself um and and loving who you are because that in turn will show the world without you saying it uh that impressing yourself first then you yeah. impress the world yeah i mean that's so important it's such a, i mean it's so important to love yourself first and mm-hmm. confidence because i think as human beings, everyone struggles with confidence. Yes. You yep. know, we all struggle with confidence, showing up authentically yes. ourselves. And, yes. you know, and I feel like when fashion comes into play, because fashion can really change your mood yes. and boost your confidence. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, you put on a good pair of shoes or a blazer, right? You can feel like you're just a, a million bucks. You know what I mean? Like it changes. It can really change your mood. And so you're right. Being able to build that confidence and look at yourself in the mirror and love you for who you are, what you look like, whatever stage of life you're in is so important. Yeah. And it's giving yourself that grace, right? There's seasons in your life that you just have to know that you can't. I think where it gets people is that you feel like you have to do everything all at once. Yeah. And, and it's just, if you think about it in seasons of your life, right. If, you know, if you're a brand new mother, for example, mm-hmm. the season of your life is you and your child, um, your family, and you know, the priorities will shift depending on what season of your like. Let's say then your, your baby is now grown and going to school. So now you mm-hmm. have time back. So that season's going to change again in terms of your priority shift. And yep. so it's just understanding the changes in the seasons of your life and like the ebb and flow of that and allowing yourself grace to enjoy whatever particular season of that life of your life is, mm-hmm. um, is important too, because we do get burnt out and we do myself yeah. included of wanting to do everything all at once. <laughs> we, we're human, you know? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Want to do everything all at once and instant gratification, right? I know. I'm so guilty of instant gratification where I'm like, I want to see it now. I want to see it now. You know what I mean? And not knowing that, okay, it's a process and it takes time. Yeah. yeah. And you have to learn that patience and understand that it takes time. Let me ask you this. When did you knew? Because a lot of time I ask um, a lot of entrepreneurs in terms of like growth. Yeah. Um, and when did they know that it was time to bring on like a staff, like help? Right. Oh, with the company, because yeah. everyone says in order to grow, you have to have help. You can't grow alone. Right, right. So when did you know it was time to bring people in or someone in to help you now get to the next level? Uh, I have to say, well, you get to a point where you have to you do it. You know, you kind of do it all on your own, mm-hmm. learn 
And then yeah. you also learn at that same time, like what you are strong in and mm-hmm. what you're not that strong in, <laughs> Yes, what you like, what you don't like. And so for me, in order to move the needle, I needed to bring in those people that have more of an expertise and more mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. to move the needle than me just figuring it out. Because me figuring it out will take probably a whole day versus someone that I bring in that probably takes 10 minutes. Um, and then that's kind of like the cost benefit, right? Um, yeah. And as an entrepreneur, it's a tough place to be because it's budget, you know, whether you're bootstrapping, especially if you're bootstrapping, I'm bootstrapping. Oh, yeah. Um, it's always budget. You're like, okay, can I afford that? Or what's the cost benefit versus my time and versus their time? And so you always have to analyze that, you know, and me, social media is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a social media um, person, uh, manager that manages, mm-hmm. you know, for me, like um, my Madison Savile stuff, but then you know, we work very closely together because it's more of help guiding her with the vision and Mm -hmm. content and copy. But then she's so fast at it that it'll take her 10 minutes when it'll take me. I mean, this is a comparison. I did do it myself in the beginning and it would take me all day just to come up with some copy or caption (laughs) because I'm just so in my head about it. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. What about that? Yes. you know, then bringing someone on and she's now helping me post, you know, three times a week and et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, it saves me a bunch of time and just frustration because it's just not my wheelhouse. Um, yeah. And so it's just things like that. It's just understanding when you get to a point, um, like who can help you start moving the needle for it because you get to a plateau mm-hmm. and then you have to understand like the next step what does that mean like and that sometimes most of the time involves money right yeah yeah well, you take that risk in your in your in your business um to take that next step because the return is going to be so much more um yes. and that that's kind of the thought process of going through all of that and you know it it, it has to be someone that can help you move the needle exactly that's what's important. And, you know, the fact that the, you don't have to do it all. You can exactly. delegate certain things. I think sometimes when we start out, we get so protective of yes. our baby. You know what yes. I mean? It's like your baby. You get so protective of it. I have friends who are like this right now. They get so protective and they don't want to share it with anyone else because I'm like, hey, bring someone else in to do social media. Oh, I just I don't know. I don't want to share my password. You know, they get really caught up in terms of just stuff like sharing a password. You know what I mean? And I'm just really like really scared to do it. And I'm just like, well, you're, you're having a hard time here. So you're going to have to share that password with somebody and yeah, change it, it afterwards. It really comes down to like, it, Oh, I'm happy to delegate. I'm like, Oh yeah. There you go. You know, for me, mm-hmm. I'm happy to delegate because it helps me to focus on what I really need to focus on and what I really exactly. want to focus on. Exactly. Um, that's the difference because for me, if I was again, using social media as an example, struggling with it so much. I was just frustrated and taking me forever to do that. And yes. I, I went through probably like 14 interviews for a social media person. Mm-hmm. And I, I hired someone that was so passionate about it. And she like, she just loves doing it. She just has so much fun doing it. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. yes, like hire someone that loves doing it, that has fun doing it because that's their passion. It's not my passion. So. 
<laughs> exactly. Everybody is passionate about something else. People are passionate about their thing. And that's how it is. I was like, people know, listen, I'm not, I'm not the person who's a passion about, you know, coding, building yeah. sites. And that's somebody else that's a special person in life. Okay. And I appreciate people for their, for their talents and their gifts. And it's okay to utilize that. Yeah. And other people will be so happy about it. Um, exactly. <laughs> your line is all about creating comfortable and stylish blazers, right? And to help build women. So can you kind of tell me about any challenges you think women face when it comes to picking the right, perfect blazer? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> One, I don't know why our blazers don't have pockets. <laughs> you know what? You are so right. They don't. <laughs> I got on a blazer now and it doesn't have pockets. <laughs> And, and for, for me, that was very important for me because especially when I was at corporate, um, when I was at Microsoft, for example, mm -hmm. I had meetings all over campus, the big campus. And so I didn't want to bring my purse everywhere with my laptop. And so it was just really hard just to find pockets, just, just carry my keys and my pen and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so that was one of the things with all of our blazers. All of our blazers have five pockets. <laughs> awesome. And so you can fit all of your essentials in your purses, in your pockets. Um, that's one. Mm -hmm. The other is, you know, shoulders, um, and the armhole. It can be tight for a lot of women. Yeah, and that's why yeah. some women tend to take it off, you know, in the car when they drive mm -hmm. or that's the uncomfortable part where you're like, you're wearing it and it feels uncomfortable and then you can't wait to take it off. Yes. And it, it feels like a bra, right? You can't wait to take off your bra. <laughs> um, <laughs> And that's the other thing that for us, comfort is so important. It's one of my key things. It's comfort, functionality, like just versatility as well. Mm -hmm. And so it was very important for me to have a certain type of stretch in the fabric. Oh, and yes. So with our blazers, it's a, a two-way um, luxury Japanese stretch fabric. And so you can hug yourself. You can do whatever you need. To, like I've gone to Costco in this blazer. <laughs> okay. I, would move boxes and these, you know, everything. And that's the whole point is because, because I know that we have so many things on our plate, uh, that the last thing you want is something like what you're wearing to hold you back. And oh yeah. You. And so it's super comfortable. It, like I said, it feels like pajamas. So I have, I have customers and I've used this too in my, in our, in social media. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use that. That's really good. And they're like, it's like the no bra type of comfort. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my goodness. That is great content. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so for us, that's, it took a long time to mm -hmm. get to that point of, because there is a lot of iterations that yeah. had to do with the blazers in terms of trying the combination of fabrics and yes. and then sizing and how it's tailored. And so our our jackets are tailored just enough to accentuate your silhouette, um, mm. but it's not boxy. And so I know that the boyfriend blazer, that boxy blazer trend. Um, yeah. Mine, so my customers love my boyfriend blazer because it's not that. Um, mm -hmm. They don't look good in boxy blazers, the oversized blazers. They want something casual and, and loose like our boyfriend blazer, but tailored. Yes. Uh, that's what the difference with our boyfriend blazer versus, you know, a boxy, you know, boyfriend oversized blazer, which looks good on people, but it's just not for everyone. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the difference with, with ours. Yeah. 
I like the fact that you say yours have a stretch because you're right. A lot of time you are constrained, constrained yeah. with certain blazers where you like you can't hug yourself because the fabric is just not that tight. And I'm a person who have skinny arms. And if I put my arm in a blazer and it's super tight, then I'm like, OK, this is not meant for people, for humans. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Because I have super skinny arms and I have friends who have, you know, just larger, bigger arms than me. And they will get in this thing and it'd be so tight on them. Yes. And nobody that likes that uncomfortable feeling. You're so right. Exactly. I've had customers that have, you know, that problem that you just said where maybe their biceps or their arms are a bit big and then yeah. they can't seem to find blazers that they can fit in. But mm-hmm. with the how we've designed it um, and then with a combination of that and the fabric, uh, I have a lot of customers that said, well, this is my first time I don't have to tailor my blazer, which is oh, wow. great feedback um, because of that stretch. And I always tease and say, you know, the T-Rex arms. Yes. Oh my God. You can only only reach a certain way or do a certain thing. And your motion is restricted because there's no stretch and there's no movement in your blazer. But with ours, like you can definitely do all the things, you know, like uh, you name it. (laughs) Exactly. I think another problem area for me when it came to blazers were closing them. I used to be Mm. a very large breasted woman. Um, been I had to get a reduction based off you know medical back issues and stuff like yes, that yes. but still even now in my size that I am now it's still an issue when it comes to buttoning your blazer yes. <laughs> and that stretch you know that button that's holding on for dear life <laughs> right <laughs> you've seen it I've known you've seen it Diana I've known you've seen it that button that's holding on for dear life because you just want to button that one button <laughs> To give you a shape, right? Because you do that to give you a a shape. Yes. (laughs) I know what you mean. I know. Yes. I do know what you mean. Yes. That's why the stretch is very important. So important. Like the the classic blazer that we have has that button, um, Mm -hmm. but that has a stretch to give you that give. But then the other option is our boyfriend blazer. It doesn't have a button. It's a shawl collar. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you that kind of flexibility, um, just kind of a different style to yes. the blazer. For those that don't like to button their blazer, um, so we have two different, two different styles. So I love it too, <laughs> because like I said, I've seen a lot of people struggle with that button on their on their blazers and shirts and button downs. So button downs were never one of my favorite things to wear because of that. They give. They just don't give properly with the buttons. I don't know what that is. So I'm glad to know you have that stretching. You have the boyfriend jacket that kind of hangs, which yeah. mainly is the type of blazers that I like to go for. Ones that kind of just hang, or either I, if I can button them, then yeah, I'm in I'm in heaven. That's really what that is. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so your brand is definitely impacting and inspiring change for women. Is there any initiative that you guys have that you're launching to further um, support that initiative that you guys are doing? Oh, great question. So yes, I think for, um, well, every year we'll have a different charity that Mm -hmm. we partner with, or we donate a portion of our proceeds to. Um, Next year, we're just working on what that charity is for 2024. Yeah. we are, what we did for this year, 2023, we uh, donated a portion of our proceeds to Sparkle Foundation um, mm-hmm. and their uh, nonprofit that's here in California. Um, and that's helping single single mothers. Uh, and so it, again, ties back to empowering 
um, women and helping women on their journey. Uh, what we're working on going forward, we also have a podcast, Madison Savile Inspired Podcast. Yes. Um, and to help, you know, similar to what you're doing, it's just sharing inspiring stories to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's anywhere from fertility to, you know, um, overthinking. Uh, so these topics that women go through and we just need to hear and learn from different experts or hear stories from the community. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is, this is normal. (laughs) This is normal. Yeah. And you're so right about that. Um, so there's that. And then for, like I said, we're, we're working on a Madison Savile 2.0. So there's going to be a rebrand. We're working on the fall collection mm-hmm. of next year. And, okay. um, it's always been part of my thing to introduce, uh, plus sizes. And so oh, yes. on that next, um, and again, back to what you're saying about when do you know that it's the right time to bring on other people? right yeah. to help you. And I just brought on a new, like another extension of my team mm-hmm. to help me achieve these things because I definitely could not do that part on my own. <laughs> exactly. You need help to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most excited about when it comes to Madison Salve? Uh, It's just the, the purpose of it. It's the impact mm-hmm. that, you know, just how we can inspire and, touch people's lives. And like I said, be on that journey with the woman. Um, it's for me, I have to really stay focused because as an entrepreneur, I'm like, Oh, then we could do this. And then we do this. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, My mentors are always like, you need to stay focused on the next step. So look down on your feet at your feet and take the next step Mm -hmm. That's right. for me. Cause I want to, invest in women's businesses. I want to build out and be a part of different initiatives to help us, you know, especially I'm not a mother yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want kids, but I see a lot of moms and mothers like just struggling, you know, with the whole daycare that costs a mortgage and oh my God. You know, all these Let's, things. Like, there's, talk about that. That yes. is like the worst. <laughs> there's fertility. There's so many other aspects in a woman's life that I want to be a part of in terms of helping change that narrative. And so that, that for me is the very like exciting uh, part of it that I look forward to. Um, But again, it starts with a vehicle such as a blazer to Mm -hmm. to get there. But like I said, like we talked about, it's being open to the possibilities of where Madison Savile could go and could be. But these are the things that I'm excited about is where can we make an impact? Where can we help change the narrative for women? That's and that's awesome. I love that. What advice would you give another woman who's looking to make that kind of leap from that career corporate job at a certain status to entrepreneurship? What advice would you give her? I would say um, don't let your fear and overwhelm stop you before you do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the number one thing the, the first step doesn't matter how small it is, is actually the biggest step. Mm-hmm. And that first step can be taking a class that first step. Like I was saying uh, with my wine thing, just <laughs> asking the, asking that question, yes. learning more, it doesn't have to be, Oh, and then I got to go do this whole thing and get a master's program or a degree or whatever. You know, it's like, if you're curious about something, 
be curious about it, like lean into it, you know, Mm -hmm. see if you're actually really passionate about it. If you want to start doing something on the side or it's just a hobby, because you never know these things can be just hobbies or it can turn into something where like, I really love doing this. I wanted to make it my, my purpose and my passion going forward. But my advice is don't stop yourself before you even try, like try anything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I like that. Just try anything. Don't be afraid to do it. And it's so true. Like you said, you can start off as something just on the side to see what you like. And you can do, like you said, different things, especially when you have something already. You could try multiple things to see what actually sticks, what you actually like. Because a lot of times people don't really know what they want to do. Exactly. That's it. And that the thing is, they actually stop. They talk themselves. I've, I've seen it. I've heard it I've in front of my eyes like they will talk themselves out of it before they even do anything and I mean anything like just taking a class or just um journaling about it but yeah you just have to lean in and put more time into it every day even just 15 minutes a day it's like okay so um after I put the kids to bed I'm just gonna spend 15 minutes looking on Pinterest ideas for whatever it's just giving it life along the way, you know, breathing breath into whatever that is mm-hmm. and not letting it die and not letting yourself talk yourself out of it before you even do anything. Exactly. And I, that is so key because we all do that so much. Like you said, we will talk, I don't know what it is about us, but we are so wired to go to the negative first. Yes. We're yes. never wired to say, Oh, what if it does work? You know, this might, right. if this work, you know, I could do this, this, and this. We only think about, ah, oh, it's going to be hard. Yes. You know, you, do you really got the time for it? Do you want to do that? It's going to be tiring. We always go to the negative. So I'm glad you say that to just kind of just go for it, you know, yeah. and don't talk yourself out of it. Cause again, you're talking yourself out of something that's going to be, that can truly change your life. Totally. Um, absolutely. We, we are wired actually to keep ourselves safe yes. and that's our mind. You know, it's like, no, no, no. Cause what's unsafe is the unknown. Yes. And so what you know, your brain will automatically try to convince you that you are safe here in this bubble. We know mm-hmm. this works because we've been doing this. Yes. But anything outside of that, it's not safe. So then you start talking yourself out of it. So that's the cycle that you have to break. And that's why mindset is so important, especially oh, for God. entrepreneurs, because mm-hmm. you can just easily fall into that cycle. It's easily, easily working on the mindset all the time. Yes. It's a continuous thing. It's never perfect. That's why you need that community around you. Exactly. It's a journey. It's not a destination. It's a journey that you're going to work on for a while. Thank you for that reminder. (laughs) Oh my God, Diana, this has been such a good interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is fun. Thank you, Shani. This has been fun. I've learned so much and I'm definitely going to shop, of course. Because I have to, because I love blazers. I was on the site last night. So, and I was like, ooh, look at this one. Thank you. Just letting the hubby know, like, hey, this is Christmas coming up. Just pay attention here. Well, you know the you know the founder. So Exactly. Ask questions, reach out. I will. I would definitely ask questions. I thank you so much again for coming on the show can't wait for this episode uh for everyone to hear this episode i think it's been so inspiring you definitely gave so many great jewels and knowledge in this in this interview that people can definitely use and be encouraged to just continue on their journey and don't be afraid don't talk yourself out or anything
Thank you for having me. Yes, I thank you for that. All right, guys, listen, I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Techno Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.